Hey everybody, it's Jeremy. Uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing on this journey as we leave some of the X-Men behind, but um, grab onto this Spider-Man and X-Men craziness. And uh, also thank you for supporting the show. If you're a, a patron, then we would like to thank you. And if you're not, consider going to patreon.com slash TV and becoming one. You get all kinds of cool new benefits like early access to episodes, the ability to vote on c- games that Cole and Gary are going to cover on their various podcasts, and um, just all kinds of cool stuff. So go check that out. Duck feed. Nope, excuse me. I keep doing that, and Gary's going to get mad at me one day. Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Dear Diary, I found a weird symbiote today. It came from the moon. Um, and then I went and did Secret Wars. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast. This is a podcast where Gary and I cover pretty much all things Marvel, I guess, would be the, the correct thing to say right mm-hmm. now. So we, uh, if, if you haven't yeah, been keeping up, we, we've wrapped up all of the X-Men animated series. We're still kind of grinding through some of these movies. Um, last episode, you heard First Class, and uh, we'll have another movie episode coming out pretty quick after this. Um, but uh, for now, we're going to be switching over to Spider-Man, the animated series from 1994. And, and we're doing something kind of weird. We're, we're doing a dip. Yeah, we're just like we're just sticking a, sticking the tip of our toe in. <laughs> yeah, just 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 the just the just a slip of the wick. Like we're we're um we're taking just the crossover episodes because this is still officially uh, X Men animated series content that we're doing. Uh, kinda, and uh, we're we're doing that. We're just kind of dipping in. I think that we both decided that we're going to eventually come back to this cartoon. Um, because it's, it's pretty fun. And like, as much as, you know, the, the part of me that's like partisan, you know, the part of me that was a kid when I used to like get into like Nintendo versus Sega fights and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, hates this. I, Jeremy, I think this might be a better cartoon than the X-Men cartoon. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, that's a tough one for me, man. Uh, the, the art is kind of, it's not like that better. Like in terms of, of like, mm-hmm. I care about the stuff that's happening less, but the, those secret wars episodes that we're going to cover next episode, that was happening at the same time. The X-Men cartoon, that was like 1998 or something like that. Like that was when the the X Men or like it was pretty late nineties I think, so the uh, that was when the X Men cartoon was really kind of sucking, and it still like looks good and is still you know cogent, you know they're not doing like Spider Man's fairy tale nonsense. I gotta say they they um they cram a lot of stuff into these episodes like you know this X Men episode Spider Man's gonna meet the X Men, also fight with Hobgoblin kingpin has a bunch of cameos like there's just a bunch of stuff happening in these and they keep up with it extremely well like every 18 minutes of this animated series seems like it's just packed with people and content in the secret wars blade shows up for no reason (laughs) basically (laughs) we got to camp out on that off-model blade for a little while oh yeah well we'll spend some time on blade Blade. (laughs) but like yeah blades are there it's it has running continuing plots like it feels like it is definitely more of a um you know a serial than the X-Men was like the, the, the two X-Men episodes we're coming here are parts four and five of the neogenic nightmare. Yeah. Which is all uh, of season two, which is crazy. Yeah, It's, it's all, yeah. You know, so they're, they're doing these long running plots with things in the back burner, which since I don't, uh, I'm not invested in it and I don't know that much about Spider-Man I found confusing, but I think it would be fun to watch. So when I say, you know, better is maybe a, uh, a, a loaded statement, like, but it definitely feels like it is more, um, involved in the Marvel universe. You know, like more, more generally marveled up, and maybe uh, it it doesn't have the animation problems that the X Men run into. 
you know, so it looks a little better at least. Yeah, although I will say that um, this was right in that early '90s, uh, early to late '90s era where uh, they had just discovered CGI was a thing. So you get some, like some of the oh man, the swinging. Yeah, the chessboard, or like anytime Spidey Spider Man is swinging through, you know, CGI alley or something, where you have to do like a three D yeah. turn. Not not a great place yeah. to be. That that CGI alley is not is a bad place. But uh, I mean, it's they mix them. Yeah, yeah. The the mixing style is yeah. is really strange to me. Like it's, but yeah. I, I get it. Like it, this is the nineties. I remember seeing this kind of stuff as a kid and going, "Holy shit, this is the future!" Like I, I want give me more of that three D CGI. So. Yeah, give me money for nothing. Yeah, my checks for free. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Come on, MTV. Yeah, gotta move these refrigerators. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, let's let's talk about before we we dip our toes into Spider Man at all. Like, what do you what do you think about that Spider Man? How do you, how do you feel about uh, Peter Parker, the original Amazing Spider Man? I've always been a big Spider-Man fan. Um, like when I was collecting X-Men comics, uh, Spider-Man was right there. Uh, so like, you know, coming to comic books at the age that I did, and we talked about that before, that, that like nine to 13, that's, you know, 89 to 93 was prime shitty comic books territory. So this was like Todd McFarlane mm. and like all kinds of weird stuff. Um, Spider-Man 2099, I remember being a big fan of. Uh, I haven't revisited that, so I'm not sure how it's going to hold up. But um, I just always like, you know, if you're a kid and you are kind of into comics at all, you probably dug Spider-Man. He was witty. You know, he made jokes and he had like really colorful and inventive villains that um, kind of ranged like, you know, just ranged from goofy, like a guy in a rhino suit to kind of spooky and scary, like Venom or Carnage, uh, which for as, as edgelord as they are nowadays, like they, they still feel uh like back then I was like, Oh shit, Venom. Like this is a serious situation. Spider-Man got taken over by an alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Please call the police. <laughs> yeah. Mom, mom, do you know what's happening mom, right now? <laughs> um, but you know, uh, as getting older and, uh, most of my, most of my stuff with Spider-Man nowadays is pretty much, um, well, I, I went through ultimate Spider-Man when that was coming out. Cause I, I liked Bendis. I didn't realize it at the time that I liked Bendis, but I, I liked Bendis stuff a whole lot. And like that ultimate Spider-Man run felt very fresh and new. And I really liked having kind of a younger high school age Spider-Man that, that kind of works it's for great. me. Um, that, that all, all that yeah. stuff was great. And then nowadays it's just the movies, which are so uneven and, and just, uh, just, just range from great to bad that it's, it's hard to even start with the movies. So <laughs> Yeah, they, I they I, uh, a, I just want to say this out loud. Period. I know we've we've been talking about covering like MCU and stuff, but uh, I do not want to go to uh, like I, I might I might want to do like the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man and maybe the second one, but like none of the Andrew Garfield shit. I can't handle I can't handle watching those again. The uh, I've never seen them, so I I was I was kind of like, man, I would love an excuse to just talk about Jamie Fox in, in, the, in those movies like, <laughs> as the, the shocker. Yeah, unfortunately, like yeah, yeah, the, the shocker. Um, I, I've, I'm very similar. I, I think I read fewer of the comics in the '90s, but I read it whenever he crossed over with stuff. Um, but got into it uh, through games. Like I think Spider-Man has a really great track record with video games, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean there are there are bad ones, of course. But um, and then uh, that Ultimate Spider-Man run is so good. Yeah, it's like, way I read, fun. Like the first, you know, like they made the first like ten like hardcover trades of that or something like that. Like really fun, just really solid. You know, super good plotting. Everything is you know most of the things are smarter. You know, like, unlike the Ultimate X-Men, which, like, that run eventually got good, but I think that a lot of the early stuff was just, you know, again, real edgelordy. Um, the Ultimate, I feel like most of the things in Ultimate Spider-Man were improvements. You know, I liked that Green Goblin, like, that monstrous Green Goblin, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a dude in a suit. You know, things like that. I thought that was just much cooler. Um, yeah, same, same thing. So I've always liked Spider-Man. I've never really gone deep uh, with him. And uh, I like the idea of going deep 
deep go entering into the deep web so we, uh, maybe that'll be uh, like a uh, like a bonus episode like a like a <laughs> like a for charity episode where we do both the garfield movies because uh boy like those are those are some of the most miserable times i've ever had with spider-man the, the toby mcguire stuff is <laughs> is very dated nowadays uh like it feels very silly but at the time like that was like felt real fresh like that was a great take on on a, on a superhero movie um and then of course the the mm-hmm. new one the mcu version i think is just great like it's just great across the board like it's filled with good characters like integrating that dude with with making that dude an iron man protege i think is really smart um it, because it keeps mm-hmm. him young but also provides this weird connection um it's just really good but man, those Garfield movies to carry. I can't, I just can't talk to you, talk to you about it enough. It's just that dude, like Andrew Garfield, the tale of two kitties. That dude just spends so much time crying. He cries yes. so much. <laughs> Why? And look, I'm all about my superheroes showing a sensitive, sensitive side. I'm all about them, you know, having, I'm all about, you know, getting away from this toxic masculinity where men can't express their emotions, but come on at a certain point, punch a guy, just punch a dude. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I'm asking. It doesn't mean to- just because I want it to happen doesn't mean I want to watch two movies full of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I love the idea of it being some of the worst times you've had with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very funny to me. It's there was the time statement. that we uh, that we got robbed, and there's the time that I watched the movie Switch Andrew yeah. Garfield. It's, those are my two worst times with yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Hey, Jeremy, flip, flip. Do you want to go to Great America? Psych! <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man owes me $50 no. for some, for some, for a weird bad drug deal that we did, and he still hasn't paid me back. Uh, hey, hey, Jeremy, do you want to try this new drug? It's called Crank. Let's get into this, and, and we, we, we can further talk about Spider-Man and these different uh, spider characters. Sure. Uh, as we go i uh i put um, some so, some information yeah. in the uh in the show notes so that we have some general information about the show and then we have kind of an overview of the plot uh like gary mentioned we're going to be like these two episodes are in season two so we're not starting from the beginning we're not going to see him get bitten um so we're just going to mm-hmm. assume that everybody knows stuff about spider-man already um uh, but like eventually i think going back here will be really interesting because i'm kind of i'm just kind of curious about like all of these connecting plots and how well that works together so yeah, because it feels fairly ambitious. Um, so this is mm-hmm. this is a Spider-Man 1994 series, uh, also known as Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, it was based on the Marvel comics, of course, uh, ran on Fox Kids from November 19th, 1994 to January 31st, 1998, uh, and ran reruns on the Jetix block on Toon Disney. Uh, on the Disney XD. <laughs> um, so the, produ- <laughs> the producer and editor of the story is John Semper Jr. The production company was Marvel Films Animation. Uh, so some of that stuff is shared with the X-Men animated series, but not mm-hmm. all of it. Um, and uh, here is your type five on Spider-Man in case you don't know anything about Spider-Man. Uh, after being bitten by a radioactive spider, young Peter Parker finds that he has spider-like superpowers. Hoping to use his newfound abilities for wealth and fame, lets ego blind him to the needs of others and indirectly causes the death of his uncle Ben when he refuses to help a police officer catch a fleeing criminal. Humbled by his failure, he resolves to use his talents fighting crime and becomes the superhero Spider-Man. While he fights assorted supervillains, Peter must also balance his personal life, including his girlfriend Mary Jane, his job as a photographer at the Daily Bugle, and an editor who has convinced himself that Spider-Man is a criminal and has to be brought down. And for the kids at home, uh, when we say his girlfriend Mary Jane, we're actually talking about a real person, not marijuana. So just just make sure that he's not, (laughs) you don't think that he's just addicted to the pot or smoking the Mary Jane like a cigarette or anything. Hey, Jeremy, pass the dude on the left-hand side. (laughs) You want to try weed? It's great. I'm flying high all day. Don't forget to vote. (laughs) 
Yeah. It'll never be legal if you don't vote. Spidey's a classical libertarian. Yeah. So Spidey probably has mixed feelings on legalization. Well, I think Spidey would be in favor of decriminalization more more than legalization. Can we can we at least agree there? Yeah. Spidey's definitely a neolib. Like if if he has a if he has a an alignment political alignment. Hey Gary, have you ever read Anne Rand? Twip twip. Camilla Harris in twenty twenty. <laughs> like this Spider-Man running down, just saying one thing and then flying away. Like we're not being bugged or anything in this scenario. He's just spreading the word. Hey Gary, did you know Republicans free the slaves? Thwip thwip. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Hey, whoa, whoa! It's what actually was that? more complicated than Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get some context. <laughs> Spider-Man hates context. Uh, His ultimate villain is context. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the green context. Did you uh the, um, did, did you watch any of this as a kid? Like I remember watching X-Men as a kid. Uh but I don't I don't understand why I wouldn't have been watching this too. Like I like it started in 1994, yeah. which is a, a little bit like I would have st- think I still would have been down for watching this when I was 14 years old. Like what the fuck else was I doing on a Saturday morning? Like <laughs> I don't, it only took it only took yeah. me like 6 minutes to jerk off in the morning, so I had plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This might when I when I discovered new techniques to to double the time or something like that. <laughs> yeah, got it up to Three minutes. <laughs> I uh yeah same same uh same extremely same like I I don't um you know watching this I was like I've seen scattered episodes of this but when I was reading about it I was like oh, none of this sounds familiar and I just don't know why like I, I I should have been really down for this and it was at the time when I was like you know this right now as we're doing this is the my second most fertile spider time in my life oh wow like at the time, that doesn't the sound most great. fertile was. <laughs> In 1994, I was most susceptible to Spider-Man and his charms. The second most susceptible time, as I'm 37, in 2018. So the, uh, the, the you know, luckily Spider-Man's get me on the second pass. You know, yeah. This is, uh, and this was kind of a, a revelation as I was watching this. I was like, man, I, this is actually kind of good. Like, I'm actually f- kind of enjoying these episodes. It helps, obviously. Like, we go right into like we're just skipping to an X-Men episode, so. The uh, and it's an X Men episode with all of the voice actors that we're used to, right? Like, so this is all yeah. of the cast that we're used to. It's all of the music that we're used to, except for one point where um, Rogue is kind of hitting on Spider Man, and the music turns into this really cool version of the theme that I've never heard before that I want to get my yeah, hands yeah. on. Um, but otherwise, like, it's just it's just kind of fun. Like, it drops us in. Uh, to the do you want to get into it? Do we want to talk about the cast at all before we get into the actual plot? Um, the, the cast is kind of oh, weird, but you, we don't ever see any of these people that I put listed that I have listed down. So I feel kind of weird about it. it the biggest weird, weird thing is that uh, ed asner plays j jonah jameson yeah we gotta so we gotta at least watch one of those i need to go find one where it's jonah, j jonah jameson isn't it yeah <clears throat> i love j jonah jameson so much oh like, yeah as like a, as a character in general like I, I am so extremely into j jonah jameson so the uh he just he hates man he hates spider-man um, he hates uh you know capes in general that stuff that he did with um uh, alias and spider girl uh is so good like, yeah i think that was actually yeah. in pulse maybe but uh, it was it was all very very good that so. was the pulse yeah which mm-hmm. was like less good than than alias but still good mm-hmm. um so we'll, we'll get right into it we'll talk about the cast when they pop up because also mark hamill's in this um oh, the, uh, oh really the, the, did i miss that in my research one. really yeah i think i think he's the that's the voice of a uh, green goblin or hobgoblin here 
Um, Holy like, shit! Joker showing up here <laughs> fighting uh, Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure that that's Mark Hamill. I kind of recognize that voice, but I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even think to look that up. Wow. Okay. I'm 90. percent I didn't actually look it up because I was so sure. But now, now you know what my so sure is. It's 90. <laughs> percent So the uh, that, that's about where I max out as. I'm no, sure you nailed it. That's life, that's, so. that's that is Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah, and also the voice of um the evil Genesis in this is John Aronicus from Baldur's Gate 2. So. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to pick that one up at all. <laughs> Sorry, gear. No, I know that, that's that, that's for the me's in the audience. I don't play your weird, crunchy CRPGs. So, I know. I the uh, okay. Episode forty three is where we're starting. Um, mm-hmm. And and here here's a question people have is like if we're going to go back to um, the uh, so people are going to be like, hey, if you guys are going to cover Spider Man again, are you just going to skip these episodes in the future? Like, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just put in a put a bookmark and say like, hey, we actually covered these a long time ago because because you know we we uh, we didn't have we didn't have a spider dad to you know cats in the cradle man cats in the web silver spoon. You know, <laughs> we need we'll, coming home, son. Oh boy, I don't Jonah, know when man, man. I'm selling drugs today. <laughs> yeah, flip, flip. Okay, uh, episode forty three of our show. Uh, this is a Spider Man season two, episode five and six. What we're talking about. Uh, season two, episode four. This aired on September thirtieth, nineteen ninety-five, and this is the Neogenic Nightmare, chapter four, the Mutant Agenda, written by John Semper, and then two uh, or one actual uh, comic-ass guy, J.M. D. Dematis, mm-hmm. or D. Dematis, who is a uh, a comics writer. So pretty cool. Um, he worked on the story, and then Michael Eden, who did the teleplay for this. Spider-Man seeks help from Professor Xavier and his X-Men about the mystery behind his own mutation. Beast advises him to hear Herbert Landon's presentation for a cure on mutation. But unknown to everyone, Lana's new cure is actually meant to kill mutants instead. Whoops, that's a bad, that's a bad cure, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, extremely not a good cure. And this is this is weird, man. This does some characterization um, for Beast that happens outside of the X Men animated series. Like th- these are Beast episodes. This is Nerd Squad. Um, it's Wolverine plus the Nerd Squad is what what we deal with here because mm-hmm. Spider Man is a nerd. Uh, and the uh, but we learn a lot about Beast's past here that we did not learn in the main show. And honestly, like this treatment of Beast, like the stuff that Beast goes through in these two episodes is kind of better than anything that the show did with Beast. Like outside of yeah. the outside of his blind girlfriend, we didn't get like a whole lot of detail into Beast, Beast's life, except the stuff that we made up about Jubilee having to, you know, we're not best not sure. talk about it. But uh, yeah, like this feels like more in depth on Beast than we've seen in like five seasons of the X-Men. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everyone else. Uh, we don't get a lot of depth. We just know that they fucking love Spider-Man. <laughs> this is, everyone, everyone, you know, men want to be him. Women want him. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is how Spider-Man is a guest star of things. Um, there, There is, this cartoon is more flirtier than X-Men is. Oh my God. Um, there's like, and it happens in the next thing. There's a, there's a Captain America, black widow or black cat, like ship thing that happens in this show. Oh yeah. In the next episode recovering. That is so weird. Like what Captain America is doing, Thurston for Black Cat. Like it's extremely strange. And poor Spidey is just on the sidelines. Like what? Anyway, uh, let's talk about the theme because it's it's an all new theme to us, and uh, it's it's notable because Joe Perry from the from <laughs> the all the multi millionaire you know band Aerosmith yeah. um, had a part in creating it or playing it, and I guess he's probably the one that's doing like the robot Spider Man voice throughout it. I'm just that's just my, my head canon. <laughs> I, I assumed the two things I love about this theme song is like. So I assumed he did the the guitar, which is so low in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like you imagine him like submitting that guitar line, and they're just like, "We're just going to have a vocoder saying Spider Man over and over." 
And then about two thirds of the way through it, it switches to uh, Spider Blood, but it sounds like he's saying Spider Blog. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Blog, Spider Blog, Spider Blog. <laughs> like, I just like could not stop laughing thinking about the, the song being about his blog. <laughs> just like uh, like the end of Doogie Howser or something like oh, absolutely that. Just yeah just type in, in type, shows a little Spider-Man typing into your thing that actually happens in the Secret Wars episode like that's a thing so. yeah he does keep a spider blog spider blog spider blog spider blog the uh, the other thing uh, about the intro is that it's, it's very similar to the X-Men animated series intro where it's just X-Men and they're, they're kind of menagerie of villains. And uh, I'm hoping that unlike the X-Men, like we'll actually see all of these villains in this series at some point because there were some st- people that popped up in that X-Men intro that we never saw throughout the series, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but this is like this... And there's a there's not just like hey here's a villain it's like kind of brief action scenes with all of these people that basically tell you what they're all about and very like if you if you know even a little bit about Venom then seeing Venom like turn into a giant weirdo and pick up Eddie Brock and eat him like that tells you everything you need to know about what's going to happen in that plot yeah and uh, I, I think it's really good like I think it's really well done and gets across like a whole lot about what the story is about in a very limited amount of time. And, and I assume we'll get all these villains because I was looking at the episode titles and like in season five, there's a two parter. That's the return of Hydro Man. <laughs> so he so had to show up the first to, time. <laughs> if, if they're getting if they're getting to two parters about Hydro Man, I presume that they went through everyone else <laughs> and uh, a major villain in the, the, the second set of this episode we're talking about is Alistair Smythe, who I think is one of the worst character designs in, in the history of Marvel Comics. Who is this and, guy? Uh, I hate Smythe. He, I hate it. He's, he was a, he just looks disgusting. He was a big guy in the nineties. Like he was a big Spider-Man because similar to the X-Men cartoon. And one of the things that's charming about this cartoon is that like, it is very of the nineties, like this neogenic nightmare. I think this is all leading towards when Spider-Man turns into an actual spider, which happened for a while in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like he was like a gigantic, you know, he grew all these arms and became this like half spider, half man hybrid thing. I think that is the titular neogenic nightmare. And that's like just directly like a 1993 ass Spider-Man plot. So, you know, same thing with Alistair Smythe. Like he was just big in the nineties. He never showed up again. I don't think, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't go through and, and copy and paste this out, but like the Wikipedia has all of the comic book stories that it references or that it basically takes mm-hmm. you know, inspiration from. And it's, it's like all of the, the big, uh, Spider-Man stories, like any Spider-Man story you can think of that had happened up to the 1990s. That was important. They, they definitely do it. I mean, shit, like, yeah. they're, they're, they, cool. they do the Clone War, from what I can tell, just going by episode titles, yeah. which is insanity to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which, like, I'm I'm kind of down for, because you have to kind of, you know, you have to kind of enjoy the, the trash of the 90s to get into these cartoons, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's good, bad. You know, which is what we do on the show. Exactly right. So, uh, we start off with, with Lizard Man, with Kurt Connors, telling Spider-Man that, hey, you know, your DNA has been mutated. Um, so Spidey says, you know, mutation, I've read about this Charles Xavier guy and he heads over to his house. Um, one of the things you have to get used to in this cartoon and it happens in the comic as well is that Spider-Man is constantly monologuing to himself. Like that's, that's Spider-Man's thing. So he's keeping a running, uh, like log of quips, some of which are kind of cute, you know, like none of which I think are really funny. Uh, you know, but he's just constantly like, whoa, then, you know, whoa. There's a tree, you know, he's just like, Hey, I'm a guy. Like he's just kind of saying, you know, 
Hey kids, you know, taxation is theft. Like he's just just like doing these little quips out of nowhere, and you just have to be okay with this constant running monologue. There's this thing. There's this thing that happens when I run sales calls with other sales guys, where you you eventually mm-hmm. have been driving all day, and like you've seen probably five or six customers, and so you're driving back to wherever you met up, and uh, you're just out of things to talk about. Like you have covered whatever sports you have in common, you've covered whatever hobbies you have in common. So at some point, somebody just literally starts reading street signs, and that's how Spider Man <laughs> seems to me. It's like, oh, hey, there's a McDonald's. I went to a McDonald's once, or oh, wow, yeah. Annie Ann's Pretzel Store, McDonald's. man! Gotta try the Big Mac. Do you like pretzels? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, just using them as, as prompts, Ex- like a, exactly like an right exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so he's sneaking in rather than knocking on the door. Like one of the things about this is that he has official business. I don't know why he. He decides to prowl on up. This feels like a very you know? comic book thing because, uh, as as we know, like any time that a superhero team up happens, like the the fir- before there's ever a team up, they have to fight it out first. So we get that like, who's going to win? Wolverine or Spider Man? Uh, so you know, instead yeah. of just putting on normal person clothes and driving to to New York, he, he puts on his his weird spider <laughs> outfit and tries to break in through the window. And of course, it does not work. He gets immediately captured by the uh, defense systems of the Xavier Mansion, which is very good to me. Like yep. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. and then the X-Men show up and with the X-Men show up. They were just hanging out in the basement in costume, <laughs> yeah, fully dressed. Like they are constantly, they yeah. were all sleeping in their uniforms mm. and, uh, yep. <clears throat> we get this musical number, which I mentioned earlier, which is like kind of the, the X-Men theme, but kind of stretched out and slowed down in a way that's really interesting. Like I mm-hmm. wish I had a clean copy of this and I, cause the only copy that I could get, it has rogue fawning all over Spider-Man. Like she's going to be doing constantly in this episode. Yeah just rubbing on him, you know, but Wolverine doesn't trust him. Yeah. You know, so that is, that is their, their, their order of operations. When someone breaks into the mansion is like Wolverine tries to kill them, but Roe wants to seduce them. And then like, he's, you know, it's worth noting that he's dressed like Spider-Man. Like, it's not like you can see his face or anything. She doesn't know what he is under there. <laughs> he could be a like, literal Ro- Rogue is real hard up. <laughs> yeah. He could be anything like he's, he's covered head to toe, you know, <laughs> he's fairly muscular, I guess, but like everyone is muscular. So, uh, Spider-Man like literally just like flexes out of, uh, this metal arm, covers everyone with webs, um, and runs down the, uh, runs down the hallway. They, they try to escape him. There's a really great Cyclops like blast off the webs with his beams, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a way that looks like he would definitely kill uh, everyone involved <laughs> or at least knock them into the wall. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Spider-Man thinks he's escaped. He runs, uh, he runs out um into the uh, uh into a door and he actually has gone in the danger room he doesn't think so he thinks he got back outside mm-hmm. there um and um, gambit has and, gambit has been in there and he left the programming on to uh its deadliest setting called deadly sentinels so all, <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost immediately sentinels show up and uh, it's kind of our classic like purple design and just you know spider-man's holding his own but not doing particularly great until uh the x-men show up and uh specifically storm shows up and has to like announce that, that she's going to use lightning and uh, i'll actually kind of really like that peter makes fun of her oh, yeah. and it's like by the power of web shooters make everything sticky <laughs> just kind of aping her yeah, a little bit it's really good <laughs> yeah it's an alpha move to immediately make fun of storm so like <laughs> you can tell that spider-man's on the side of the audience uh, here um we're just real quick like uh, i like how the the drawing style is is a little different like these these models look uh, like different than the x-men models and maybe it's just because i'm stuck in season five x-men in my mind mm-hmm but everyone looks a little bit better. Well, this you was know, like, uh, yeah, looks, this looks was cooler, all drawn so. in house, right? Like this is the the Marvel yeah. Animation Studio versus them farming it out overseas. So this was the like this was the first, and I think the only series that this this company did. Uh, so that this everything does have a, a little bit of a difference to it. I, I'm not 
completely sold on the art style to be honest with you like i don't i don't know what what, what it is but there's something that kind of rubs me the wrong the wrong way with like gambit looks too pale or something i'm not sure what what it what bothers yeah. me about it but it's, there's maybe i'm just used to the other characters though so i'll just adjust over time i, I like most of the people i will say that the beast looks really ugly yeah and he gets a couple close-ups on his face during this that are like excruciating looking <laughs> please stop why so he just he's, why are your yeah. teeth blue dog that's not good do you have yeah, fur on your teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my stars and guard. Oh my far from guard. Um the uh so they uh they eventually, you know, Storm, like you said, takes everything out. Spidey makes fun of him. Um Jean Grey turns off the danger room and then everyone uh everyone's kind of talking about their powers as well, so everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Xavier shows up and says, Hey everybody, why are you trying to kill him? And they all meet in his office. Yeah. So And basically Spider Man explains that he is he has been mutated somehow, and uh, we don't really have the backstory for this other than Spider-Man gets mutated, but it doesn't really matter. He just doesn't want to be, quote, a freak anymore, so he's coming to Xavier to cure him. And, of course, Xavier's, and number one, he said, Xavier says, like, oh, hey, that's not what I do here. I help people, like, learn how to be who they are, and Wolverine's like, mutant's not something you cure. Like, you should be, you should be, you know, I don't think he says mutant and proud. Like, that's not going to happen for a few years, but, you know, you, we, yeah. you know, being a mutant's not being a freak. We're not, we're still people, bub. Like, Wolverine is very aggressive, like, with this with this line he's pissed mm-hmm. yeah um and spider-man says you know what maybe that's good for you but not for us i'm out of here jubilee is of course very upset because everybody is fucking standing for <laughs> spider-man in this show like jubilee's just like spider-man no <laughs> like, you just met like you didn't even say anything to her, but she's very upset you do not know what he looks like <laughs> Come on. yeah you don't know what he looks like you don't know who he is and beast is upset enough to like go run after him um, and we get a little character development here with Beast and, and Wolverine, where Wolverine's like, hey, that guy's a freak, and or he, <laughs> Wolverine doesn't say that. He says that guy doesn't want to, you know, accept his gifts and everything, like, he's not one of us. And Beast is just like, no, like, I, you know, I sense a kindred spirit. I have not always been proud. I'm going to go go off and help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does it by quoting a poet. Yeah. Because... Because it's Beast beast. Is on brand. Uh, I, I love that Other they brought this Beast is on brand during the sword. Uh, Ooh, and the sword uh, moon base when he's always on brand. When he's on literal brand, the, um, you mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, at some point, we we cut over to this like random dude who we're going to later find out is Landon. Um. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's bringing some t- money to Hobgoblin. Uh, basically what's happening is Landon is betraying the Kingpin by like building this thing in secret, which we're going to find out about at the end of the next episode and Hobgoblin knows about it. So Hobgoblin flying around on this jetpack thing and being dressed up like Hobgoblin is like blackmailing people for money, which seems like the least interesting thing you could do with a jetpack and a big green mask, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hobgoblin is such a goofy villain in general. Oh man. You know, yeah. that he does this. The, the explosion that he causes in that warehouse is enough to create like this huge, like it's not like quite a mushroom cloud, but it looks like it took out like half the city. They show it in like, you know, they zoom out and it's this huge, huge explosion in the city. And then they come back and it's, it's fine. And Hobgoblin's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kingpin is course has been watching uh, Kingpin calls him and says like, Hey, you're not thinking about betraying me. Are you? And he's like, you're spying on me. And he's like, well, you know, I always keep a, keep an eye on my, my people. You know, are you going to be ready with that army of super mutants? because and it's like oh wait oh okay we just heard about that um and landon landon more or less sasses him you know uh sasses him back uh now uh kingpin has a little um sidekick here um who i think is the guy who uh creates the spider slayers eventually which are like just robots that spider-man fights 
Oh, see, I thought um, this was like an really early, Spider-Man early version of Smythe. Like, I thought this was like before he gets I think, his... Yeah, I think it is. I okay. think it is Smythe before he gets his, sh- his shoulder arms. Yeah, before he gets before his I... weird claw <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just a normal guy at first and, and was uh, Kingpin's toady. Mm-hmm. So um, Landon shows up. He shows up with his, with his lady uh, here and meets his assistant who's going to become important eventually. Yeah. And, uh, and, and heads, into, uh, heads into his base there. Yeah, so he's basically uh, yeah, saying show like, the, show the work. yeah, she's basically like, are you sure that you want to, you know, call this press conference? And he's like, I have to in order to, you know, pacify my investor so that he thinks that I'm actually doing real work out here. Like this was the requirement. I have to show some of this publicly, but I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to show my real stuff. Uh, really burying yeah. the lead on this, this whole dead mutant thing. Um, yeah, killing all the mutants in the world. Uh, Beast uh, thing. Uh, catches up with Spider-Man and, uh, and Spider-Man is just basically like having none of this and he literally says, excuse me, and then leaves. Like he did yeah. like <laughs> emphasis on the X, which thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah. We, we, we love you for that. <laughs> yeah. When, when, uh, when he comes out to Spider-Man, Spider-Man is sitting on a branch and the posture makes it look a lot like he's taking a shit off the side of a tree. I gotta tell you, man, like um, there's some... I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. I mean, do you think but... he has a little flat back there though? I, I it would be smart. That seems like you know? the, seems like the easy thing to do would be to have a little flat back there, just a couple buttons, and then or or like a web diaper, or a you know? web diaper. Yeah, do you think those things are absorbent? <laughs> like what's yeah. your? Oh, they, of course they're absorbent, man. Uh, do, I've yeah. never seen I've never seen like, like a test, right? Like I want to see that test that they always show on the on the commercial <laughs> where they just pour a glass of blue water onto a web tampon and then a normal tampon and see which one absorbs more. <laughs> see, See how much webbing, like how much like lemonade each one will absorb. Yeah, you know? I mean it absorbs twice yeah. as much, but it's four times as heavy. So you're gonna have to make some yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah, good thing I have the proportional strength and speed of a spider. <laughs> um, the uh, so so they they uh, they head up. Spider Man again excuses himself because Beast chases him. Some dudes show up. Yeah, uh, who are like you know we want to we want to kill some mutants. I don't know who these these guys are. These these X or these uh, GI Joe guys. Um, and they're like, they were just hanging outside Xavier's in order to find a mutant and eventually see Hank McCoy and decide to, uh, to shoot at him, try to get him. Yeah. And, and they do attack him and mm-hmm. they, yeah, they break a branch that he's on, knock him down, uh, and, uh, manage to restrain him. Really a poor showing for beast here. Like, I mean, there's, there's just six guys <laughs> like with, with, with armed with electronic yeah. <laughs> weaponry. Like what is your problem? Beast yeah. <laughs> Beast's greatest weakness is dudes. You know, just, <laughs> there's some bros about he's done. You know, like. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Professor Xavier. She's she, the hostage is being held in a frat boy house. I can't go in. I cannot go enter <laughs> the fraternity. <laughs> All of those pot collars. I can't my, handle it. My Achilles heel, if you will. Um, <laughs> so, it's my Achilles Aeropostle. Please help. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so they capture him. Uh, Spider Man goes goes home to check out check on uh, MJ and creep on her a little bit. Yeah, because he's um, and he's basically and saying like, "How can I be with this with this woman when I'm when I'm already a freak?" Like he's he's really leaning yeah. into this. I'm I am no longer human thing, despite you know looking like a normal dude and also you know still having his normal spider power. So nothing has actually like changed with him yet. He's just kind of worried about it. Yeah, which would have been a cool thing for this episode to actually deal with a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, because he just went to the X Men's house where like, or you know, he's talking to Beast who can't turn off his powers and look normal. You know, like this in the world of superpowers, like Spider-Man is immensely privileged. Uh, like, you know, he he can pass, uh, so to speak. So it, the, the show only kind of deals with that a little bit with Beast's whole thing of Beast, like turning, you know, choosing to love who he is. But the whole idea of Spider-Man going into their house and literally being like, you know, I'm a I'm a total freak to somebody like Rogue who can't 
you know, touch people who cannot that's touch never people. really like, yeah. you know, Rogue, Rogue never gets mad at him or anything, which would, would make a lot of sense. I think, I think all of the X-Men should have gotten mad at him. Like Wolverine was the only one to have, have a normal reaction to him breaking into their house, calling them freaks and then demanding a cure for freakdom. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, geez, man, yeah. send a fucking email. Dude. <laughs> I, mean, I have a second <laughs> professor. Xavier. I have a secretary. You could have just called her. Yeah, like, like instead of that, we talk about this over snacks. I'm a professor. I have um, office so- hours. Okay. Four to seven yeah. on weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, he has an Uncle Ben flashback there that got, you know again just kind of telling him spider wisdom which, which happens. Yep. Um, we switch over to, to Cyclops taking Jubilee out to do tricks on the blackboard, which is like father son. <laughs> That's cute. I love this you know, so much. Ordinarily, I, I'd expect it to be the other way around, but like here we are, you know. Um, and uh, and Wolverine calls and says, "Hey, Beast is missing," and everyone seems like they're trying to like make Wolverine not concerned for some reason. Like they're just like, well, did you check his lab? Like he hangs out in his lab a lot, you idiot. You know, like everyone is very dismissive of Wolverine's very genuine concerns uh, during this. Again, underlining how Wolverine is the main character of the X Men cartoon and <laughs> is by far the most capable of all of them. Uh, the only one that's literally paying attention to everybody. Cyclops is literally burning hundreds of thousands of dollars of jet fuel <laughs> to, jet fuel. <laughs> to, 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 to to like make Jubilee vaguely queasy to, to scare a team. <laughs> Wolverine calls in. Where's your best friend for the last forty years, Cyclops? I don't know, man. I haven't seen him in days. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> look at you. Look at uh, Xavier's budget, and it's like you know, food two hundred dollars, you know, rent ten thousand dollars, jet fuel to scare Jubilee forty billion dollars. Please help me. My family is dying. <laughs> just uh yeah just just scaring teens and nobody nobody's there for it but wolverine is persistent and he tracks him down he sniffs him gets his trail and this is we get this scene between gene and wolverine too where uh wolverine is like you know beast was okay he was you know he and, and gene's like no no he actually beast you know he puts on a strong face but he really hides his pain from you on normal days you have all people should know that like giving us this look deep look into beast that i don't really think that we've gotten in the x-men animated series so much yeah uh but yeah he goes out and like literally smells the ground where beast was which kind of cracks me up a little bit um yeah. like he, this, <laughs> they show like him fully leaning down like he could smell infrared standing up but to get beast scent he has to lean all the way to the ground <laughs> he has to, like literally <laughs> stick his nose in the dirt and he smells uh, um, Spider-Man and Beast and a bunch of dudes that he doesn't know. Uh, and he comes to the conclusion that Spider-Man brought these dudes and then uh, to kidnap Beast for nefarious purposes. Kind of reasonable, right? Like Spider-Man just showed up and broke into their house and then Spider-Man plus dudes. I guess it's reasonable yeah. if you've never read a Spider-Man comic book, which I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or seeing the news, right? Like these guys live in New York. You'd think that they would have an idea of Spider-Man, but maybe they only read the Daily Bugle though. And J. Jonah Jameson is for like poison their oh, minds. That's probably yeah. That would have been a cool like Easter egg to show. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine puts you know. down the Daily Bugle to yell at Spider-Man. It would be a really funny panel. Where <laughs> yeah. he uh, he he uh, he found Beast sent by finding all the newspapers on the ground uh, in in uh, splayed across the floor <laughs> in Beast Lab. <laughs> They're all like, the Daily Bugle, and then like look. <laughs> He just looks up a little bit and sees like Spider Man as a menace next to the like beast, beast next, stain next to the giant cushion a uh, cushion that he uses as a bed. I'm sorry, Beast. We love yeah, you. yeah, in the litter box. <laughs> in the yeah. litter box. The, uh, the uh, yeah. Um. So uh, meanwhile, we go back to we go to Landon's press conference, mm-hmm. and uh, Peter's friend, who is the, this lady who is Landon's assistant, um, is talking about how much she hates mutants. There. Yeah. And she's like going know, on about like, it oh, for a little you know, too what, long. What a, yeah. 
Yeah, like Lady, Lady definitely protests too much. Um, Landon does his presentation on DNA. You know, mutant DNA has been immutable. We haven't been able to change it until now. Uh, now we can actually change it. And uh, this gets crashed by the Hobgoblin in Mark Hamill doing full-on Joker mode. Like, I don't even think he chose different voices <laughs> for, for his Hobgoblin. Yeah, this 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 kept bugging me because I kind of recognized it, but just never in a million years thought that Mark Hamill was voicing this guy from the night this this cartoon from the nineteen nineties. So didn't even think about it. What what a kick in the dick to not even get to be the Green Goblin? Yeah, to be the shitty you know, least, side you, you, goblin. There, there's a third. Who's there's a third goblin? Who's that? Um, the demo. There's the demo goblin or something like that. Yeah, there is a third goblin. There's literally yeah. like a. There's a third worst goblin. <laughs> like, Spider-Man hates goblins. You know that uh, that um, sign that you see sometimes? It's like if uh, if he's busy on Valentine's Day, then you're the side chick. Like if 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 the goblin is yeah. busy on Valentine's Day, then you're the hobgoblin <laughs> of the situation. You're the hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how polyamory works. Is you divide your partners yeah. into green goblins and hobgoblins. That's and then if you meet a demo goblin while traveling. You, get to, uh, you just need to. Yeah. You just need to make sure you text all the goblins before to get everybody all the goblin yeah. consent that you need before participating in any kind of goblin yeah. activities. <laughs> yeah, check in with consent goblin, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the fourth unspoken invisible goblin in any relationship. <laughs> um, so uh, hobgoblin shows up. He tries to kidnap Landon. Um, Spider Man stops him, but then hobgoblin because he knows Spider Man like. You know, I can't remember. There's some comedian or, or somebody who's talking about this, but they're they're talking about how you can fight. Uh, it was a Sean Baby article. How you can fight Spider Man tw- a, a thousand times a day and never get hurt as long as you remember to push somebody off a building or mm-hmm. something like that. Because mm-hmm. Spider Man will always choose to save the people, you know, of course. Um, and Hobgoblin knows this, so he creates these holes in the roof and starts collapsing it. Uh, and Spider Man has to go and patch it up with his webs and try to hold it up and that and that's failing like it's it, he's he's not doing a good job yeah. it's not it's not working when uh when it starts to fail like this weird white light comes out of nowhere and it's held up long enough for everybody to leave and for spider-man to leave and that's not really explained in this episode we just know that something happens uh which is which is yeah. kind of weird also gary if if you're yeah. the hobgoblin yeah. just to get you back to this for a minute how many how many like pumpkin bombs you carrying around on a daily basis you think like or is that like <laughs> Is that like a max sack of 20 that you've got in there, but you've got, you know, another 99 in your bottomless box back in the hunter's dream or yeah. <laughs> what are you, how many, how many that's, that's, I guess he, bombs can you hold? I, I don't know all, all, all about the different goblins that Spider-Man fights, but this one also shoots beams. Like when he first came in, he shot lasers out of his hands at Langdon. So I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. The, in the secret wars, like every single bombs. robot, the robot worm that you encounter also shoots beams. So whatever. <laughs> I'm just in for yeah. it. <laughs> if, if you like beams, you will like this cartoon mm-hmm. as well. If you came here because you, you followed the IMDb tag for beams from X-Men to <laughs> Spider-Man, you're still into this. I'm going to go add that um, to the metadata for this podcast. I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> beam. <laughs> Marvel duck feed beams um so uh spidey heads to the brand uh corporation on his way there um to check on landon here and we go over there and landon has beast in like a laser cage Mm -hmm. uh here stood over a or like hung over a like weird vat which he he does his whole supervillain explanation um which is uh not only can he change uh mutant dna this this vat of like green liquid uh will kill mutant dna will remove it entirely basically cleanse what he says cleansing the the human population of mutants altogether so killing yeah. mutants everywhere and he's kidnapped beast so because uh we'll find out in the next episode that they have a little history together but also um like just to test it just he's going to drop him in this vat and like make sure that it works yeah 
Yep, yep. Um, so on the on the the so Spidey ends up finding Hobgoblin like, kind of on the way there mm-hmm. um, in this uh, this computer graphic alley. We do that computer graphic thing, and now Spider Man has no problem with Hobgoblin. Yeah, everything's you know? going really well he, for Spider Man. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, pretty, pretty inconsistent. Unfortunately, Wolverine shows up to to mix this all up, and um, I really I don't I, I read I remember reading a lot of comic books in the nineties. Uh, with Wolverine and Spider-Man and how they had this kind of like, uh, hate you, love you relationship. Um, like we're reluctantly yeah. teaming up together cause they had different styles. Like obviously Peter Parker is not going to murder anybody and Wolverine is not going to murder anybody that is not a cyber cyborg or something. Um, and it's like, I, I like Wolverine and Spider-Man a lot. Like the, the gruff exterior, like the gruff dude with the, the young pipsqueak or whatever is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know more than, than you do about this kid. Yeah. You know, He's the he's the idealist and versus the uh, the grizzled veteran. It's a classic buddy cop. Classic buddy cop. Yeah, we got. Uh, kind of set up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real another forty eight hours. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, while Wolverine forty eight powers. Another yeah, forty eight powers is really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Wolverine is uh distract Spider Man away from Hobgoblin and letting Hobgoblin go free. Who probably is like, oh yeah, these two villains are these two heroes are fighting one another. I'm going to drop some of my pumpkin bombs on them, and uh, that just basically takes us right to a to be continued screen. Yeah, which is kind of weird to, to to be continued on that, which is not the central premise of the episode. You'd think you'd to, to be continued on Beast almost dying or or something like that, but you know it's it's fine. The um, so the uh, this moves us into the next episode uh, here. Uh, where Lingdon kidnaps Beast, plans to use him for experiments. Wolverine believes that Spider-Man was involved in the kidnapping. Succinct. Hey, real, uh, like real quick before we get into this episode, I want to ask you because uh, yeah. I, I downloaded like weird, shitty rips of these um, because there's the only way I can find them. I think some of them are on YouTube, but I, I just I didn't want to feel like I didn't feel like trying to find a playlist and playing this through YouTube. Um, the the first episode very much felt like it was ripped from a commercial because a uh, ripped from like a VHS tape because it had all of the, like Fox cartoons like interstitial weirdo like little jokes. <laughs> Did you see those? Did, mm-hmm. Did you pay attention to those? There was there was one yeah, where yeah, yeah. the the little superhero cartoon. Um, he was obviously like a kind of a Superman guy. He jumps into the the phone booth to change clothes and then runs out and then an old woman sticks her head out like whoa what was that? I just had the time of my life that I was like yeah. what yeah, yeah. what just happened in that phone booth? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a lot of fondness a, for, the, yeah, for that kind of stuff it's, so it's real cute like um it, i think these are the same uh i think these are also the ones you can find on youtube probably yeah like uh i've seen i've seen some of these on youtube but i wanted to get them in file form uh just for for convenience's sake uh so, so i had you share them with me um i think this cartoon has been released on dvd i don't have it if we do the um you know, when we eventually cover it, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I bought uh, I, I bought all like. of the X Men animated series on DVD, and I bought the yeah. um, redacted on DVD as well, so I could have that. Um, but we'll uh, talk yeah. about that at another time. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pick these up if they if they do a release. Yeah, I think I think they exist. I, I could be wrong about that. If not, there's like a billion bootlegs out there, so you can you can flip a coin and see if they'll play. Um, <laughs> like like burnt, burnt DVDs often don't. Um, so we pick off like literally right where we left off here with the, with, a uh, uh, Wolverine, you know, not caring all about the hobgoblin and getting into a, a like a okay fight with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is okay. You know, okay. Action. It seems like, you know, Wolverine really has to be kind of pulling his punches here to me. 
Yeah, because at some point he wants to. Yeah. I, I, the only way I, I I could really get past not get past this, but the the way that I was thinking about this is that Wolverine was uh, just trying to subdue Spider Man so that he could beat him up and tell him like where where so he Crush could tell him where Beast is. Um, but otherwise, yeah. like Spider Man and Wolverine fighting is a lot of like Spider Man like flipping over Wolverine as he barges at him directly and things like that, and a lot of a lot of Wolverine cutting off uh, webbing at various at various types of forms. So. Um, yeah, Hobgoblin tries to throw another bomb and Spider-Man sees it this time. And so Spider-Man has the bright idea to web the bomb to his hand, which you should have done that a long time ago, bro. <laughs> that seems like a real easy solution <laughs> to your problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, and weirdly enough, so, so Hobgoblin then flies away. This is a little bit convoluted. The way he decides to deal with this threat is he knows he's close to the brand corporation. He sees one of the security cameras. Instead of like getting in front of it, he thinks if he smashes it, it will cause them to look at the security cameras mm-hmm. because the brand corporation apparently doesn't have a security. Anyone looking at these cameras, unless like the CEO comes over and pushes a button. <laughs> so, so the, the, the camera coming off causes the CEO of the brand corporation to come over and actually see Wolverine and Spider-Man fighting in their alley. You know, it, it's a kind of a weird thing. Like, there's no security force. Yeah, and that's when uh, Landon decides to activate his missile defense system, and a turret pops up off of a building yeah. and shoots missiles at our heroes. Man, actual missiles, <laughs> yeah. just like straight up fucking tomahawk yep. looking sons of bitches. <laughs> I- ICBMs. Yep, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. The Spider-Man and Wolverine versus a bunch of ICBMs. Get missile Twitter um, on this. I need to find out where these missiles come from. <laughs> um. So at this point, this is what it takes for them to to put aside their differences and realize they're on the same side. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Spider Man saves Wolverine, and then they kind of trade you know their, their stories and and kind of get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Beast is talking to Landon's assistant, whose name I think is Guinevere. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, that sounds right. She basically says that like, oh, all of Landon's work is based on your early work, and also all mutants are freaks, and if we kill them, they won't suffer. So we're actually doing them a favor. Um, she's kind of got a hard, like, okay, like a weird militaristic, militaristic kind of vibe to her that is is kind of scary. Yeah, a little bit surprising. And and Beast here, he's very regretful, you know, about his time. Like you know, back when he was a mutant, he used to want to cure it, mm-hmm. you know. So this is kind of cool. Like again, it is a beast ass story in the middle of this this Spider Man cartoon, um, where he's being confronted with his his past. Like this story could and probably maybe should have been done in the X-Men animated series. Something this, uh, this you know, Spider-Man cartoon is not afraid to do is just drop a two minute flashback in, in the middle of your story. Because <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot with the, with in the secret wars episode. Like there's, there's like a good two and a half minute spiel about how fantastic four became the fantastic four. Like while Dr. Doom is, is around, <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. You get origins for everyone. Like, in, in that cartoon um so spider-man and uh wolverine break into the lab and they're kind of both doing you know they're impressed with each other like spider-man uh goos up some guards mm-hmm. wolverine's like hey i like your style and then wolverine's like i'll make a door and he cl- claws through a door and spider-man's like holy shit that's awesome you know so they're, they're just it's a, it's a love fest you know it's similar to when wolverine met captain america yep you know uh meanwhile hobgoblin um, has broken into this facility and then uh goes to just the most computer ass mainframe that has ever computer mainframed in my life with a giant this screen. Owns. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, with this big computer, the, like lawnmower man ass. Like, yeah, interface. dude, this was great. And it's just got this face that's made up yeah. of like, what you think like 14 polygons, maybe 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really great. It's, it's, it's a lady and he turns it into, he uses his disc to turn it into a hobgoblin head. Cause that's how computers work. And then brags about being a <laughs> hacker on the way out. Like it's fucking like, brilliant. I'm a hacker. <laughs> Like it, it's so good it reminds me of like when uh, mr burns got poor and he he went to uh the grocery store and he saw crusty buying crusty o's 
And he was like, can you show me where to find the burn zones? Because he just thought like everyone there would work with their yeah. own face on it. Yeah. It's like that. Like he just like turns the computer interface into his own face. And, uh, it, it's a very, it's an amazing scene. I love this. Very, I love it a cute. lot. Like his, yeah. it, the, 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 the 17 polygons that can make up a hobgoblin face are some of my favorite polygons yeah. that have ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> very good polygons. Uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man are continuing their, uh, their, their break in and, uh, they come across some more goons. And so Wolverine and Spider-Man just lift them up. And, uh, I think Spider-Man throws them at Wolverine and Wolverine like bounces them into the rafters and then laughs at them because they can't get down from the rafters, which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the guards wave like they're just like, ah, like a little help <laughs> help us help um, us and they're like no, yeah. <laughs> no. Which, which seems very like not superhero but i was just thinking like what would i do if i was in a rafter and then be pretty much fucked you know i mean assuming that I they could, i couldn't get my way out of a rafter at least they didn't give them energy beams or some kind so they could just shoot from the rafters like that would have been a bit, bit, bit a bad situation yeah. but yeah i mean otherwise if you just put a normal ass dude in a rafter like he's not going to be able to do much yeah rafters are kind of the weakness of all of us you know, I never think about that. I'm always I'm scared of like heart disease or cancer or getting hit by a car. But like, I should be really be scared of rafters, you know, velociraptors. The uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, rafters and velociraptors are the ones you need to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Lafayette office has a uh, like a storage area that's above the main. Like, it's a warehouse with a like an office section on the inside, and the above the office section is like just open air that we store stuff in and has the most rickety ass ladder leading up to it. And every once in a while I have to go up there to try to find a file and it's just the most terrifying thing ever. And it's, I'm just surrounded by oh, rafters and I, and I hate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very scared of like walking on shaky ground like that, you know, like, like in an attic or something like that. You ever been in one of those attics where you have to stand, you had to walk, like step between the support beams. Oh, I'll, I'll do you like one better. There's a, there's a... I have I have stepped through the the, the ceiling of in, while doing that. Uh, when I was like, oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. When I was uh, thirteen Shit. or fourteen, my um my stepdad had a sheet metal and air conditioning shop. So uh, I spent a lot of time. Like that's how I got my comic book Monday. I would I would you know work all day and get paid under the table cash, which explains a lot about why all the tax problems my stepdad had later in life. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, so I would spend a lot of time like going into attics and installing ducts and air conditioning stuff and all that stuff. So yeah, like like fourteen year old Jeremy definitely like missed a, a support beam and just stuck his foot directly through somebody's ceiling and was like. Sorry, I don't really know what to do. Can somebody help me? <laughs> My leg is just oh, dangling what here. Help? What do? I, uh, I'm just, it's just really terrified. I would pay a a not, it's not a significant, but I'd pay a pretty good amount of money. Like I would buy, I would, I'd spend some video game money on a picture of Jeremy, like 14 year old Jeremy's leg, just sticking out of the ceiling somewhere and like waving around. <laughs> Uh, I would too. Uh, get on it, paparazzi, in case any of those photos are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Make yourself a quick quick $70 or something like that. Um, so they break into the lab. Um, you know, they fight the goons, they do the rafters. Mm-hmm. Um, Landon is starting his experiment. Uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man get chased into a closet. Uh, Wolverine, uh, claws the way out. The goons show up with bazookas. They're, they're really bringing the heavy ordinance against just a couple guys, uh, here. Um, you don't think they could have put the bazooka I mean, guys get, just watching a camera? <laughs> like, <laughs> like any of these guys should have been watching a camera. Just, just like, a, you guys could have solved this problem. A little bit of cross training goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch your employment dollars. You're already paying a flat amount in taxes. If you have to give them a raise, that's less than the overhead, guys. Charles, I need you to watch um, the camera. Look, I'm the bazooka guy, okay? I'm bazooka. That's all I do around here, yeah. right? You need a bazooka guy? I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 1% other duties is assigned. It means we can make you watch the camera as well. Um, 
So Spider-Man gets uh, gets flattened by a door. He pushes the door on him. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that happens here, though, is is Wolverine. Once they get after they deal with that, Wolverine sees a uh, beast up in up in his cage. Wolverine, like without jumping or moving his body, just kind of floats into the cage. Like they don't animate the the, the character. <laughs> he kind of goes uh, up into the uh, directly into the electric bars, which are clearly like energy bars, mm-hmm. you know, and and just goes and then gets zapped, and then Beast catches him. Um, it, it happens in like just a couple frames and it's so good. It's very funny. It's very bad. And somehow like this, this, the process of moving without being animated knocks Wolverine out. So he's, he's kind of yeah. incapacitated for a little while, <laughs> yeah. uh, which puts beast yeah. holding onto Wolverine above this vat. Um, for some reason, this vat of mutant gene killing solution has to be like activated and charged it up for some reason, because Landon's like doing a lot of work and, you know, hitting a lot of dials yeah. and saying, I need more time and that kind of thing, which is really weird yeah, to me. There's a lever that makes it deadly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's an on switch to the liquid. Good job, Landon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the liquid has been activated. <laughs> it's like artisanal water. Um, so uh, Spider-Man saves them. He's gonna get. They're both gonna get dunked in there. But Spider-Man rips off the the knob so they can they can stop them. And Hobgoblin actually shows up. Um, and what's one of the things that I like about this show is that they're like, uh, and I think that one of the things that'll probably do fairly well throughout the series if these episodes are any indication is have these kind of triangular conflicts where like the two villains are not necessarily on each other's side either. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hobgoblin's not an ally with the Kingpin, but he's definitely not an ally with Langdon. You know, like the, the, it's, it's, there are multiple forces that kind of have different motivations. It's not just good versus evil. Yeah. Even when it's explicitly good versus evil, when we get to secret wars. And, uh, and like at this point we you do know. get that flash to Kingpin who basically has a spy in Landon's organization and tells him like, okay, well now that I know I can't get my super mutants and that this whole thing was just to kill a bunch of mutants, like you, you guys get it, get out of there. Like I'm canceling all my money and I, you know, you, you guys come home and they're like, all right, sir. So like all of his security force leaves, which is really great. And like a really yeah. cool thing for Kingpin to be <laughs> like, that's a pretty rad ass yep. thing to do. Um, so Hobgoblin shoots the uh, thing holding the cage up. Spider-Man jumps up and holds onto it. Uh, during this fight, like he doesn't do it on purpose. Like Landon and, and Hobgoblin are, uh, you know, are just, are just fighting amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine wakes up. Um, Hobgoblin's flying around doing his Mark Hamill thing. <laughs> and he has a real relatable problem here. Similar to us being stuck <laughs> by rafters. <laughs> I love this so much, Gary. This may be one of my favorite parts of this episode. <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. It's, it's, he's showing off his, uh, his data disc where he downloaded his polygon face. Yes. Like he's just like, nah, 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 I've got the data, you know, uh, and he gets stuck in a guardrail. Yeah. His, his little, like, <laughs> what do you call his, his thing? Like, I know that has, is it like a goblin it's a, it's flyer? A pumpkin glider. Yeah. Pumpkin glider. Yeah, okay. Like a, like a, Ugh. yeah. It's usually called pumpkin glider. I get that pumpkin glider um, latte. That's good. This fall over at Starbucks. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I guess it could be a, a goblin glider too. Yeah. But it's, glider is definitely the word i think it's a uh, it's pumpkin no, um glider. ferret and latte that's what this is <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but he, he just he just lays flying up and it, it hits a guardrail and he flips over it and it gets stuck between him and he can't get it out yeah. he throws a little fit <laughs> he has to like spend some time doing it like he's over there like trying to <laughs> shake it loose and shit that's so fucking great like yeah, relatable real, super real villain silly. problems man like oh my god <laughs> i ran out of my pumpkin bombs i only brought 10 with me today <laughs> <laughs> the uh and uh, so he's downloaded all the data. He's threatening to blow it up, you know, like when uh, when uh, uh, Landon comes back up. Yeah, and eventually he gets he gets yeah. loose, and uh, as Landon is like approaching them, so Hobgoblin grabs him and like throws him into the the goo that he's been trying to drop Beast and Wolverine into well, he, this whole time. He doesn't throw him into it. He's falling. Um, Landon is falling, and then he uh, 
uh, Hobgoblin drops the data disc and Landon sacrifices himself to try to catch the data disc and then oh, falls in. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I missed a step. So it, no, it's, it, the action is really confusing here. Um, then Hobgoblin does a signature move by throwing a bunch of pumpkin bombs at the ceiling and making a hole <laughs> and getting out. And he, and he literally just waves goodbye. Like later. <laughs> it's very funny. Who needs a window fuckers? Um, <laughs> yep. Um, way out. So, so Landon's in the goo. Yep. Spider-Man starts shaking them back and forth so they can, you know, the key, the cage will not be over the goo. Yeah. And eventually, uh, knocks it off. It's like the beginning of, uh, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as the, as they knock over the cage, Wolverine is of course free, uh, beast, the cage like opens, like the energy door opens, which I find really weird, but whatever, uh, yeah. beast gets out and there's this scene where beast and Wolverine are walking side by side and Wolverine is just, I don't know if they've just, they think that beast should be hunched over because he's like a dog or something, but like be like Wolverine is towering over this dude and like Wolverine is five foot two beast is enormous. What are y'all doing? <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense. They make him shorter and they don't just make him kind of shorter. They make him like a foot shorter. Yeah. Like it shows them walking and he's a little bit shorter and then, or it shows him standing next to each other. And then when they start walking, Beast is at least one foot shorter. So imagine all of, all the time you've ever thought about, uh, Hank, Hank McCoy, the Beast, and imagine him at four foot two and, and see how, what kind of intimidating supervillain he or superhero he is then. Yeah. It's, so. it's, this is not good. I do not like this at all. It's way too. It's real goofy. Yeah, it's it's just it just looks it's like the nothing else has really looked dumb to me. Like there's some there's some weird stuff when Spider Man is like because they, they like to make Spider Man walk on walls and you know walk on the ceiling or whatever because that's some Spider Man shit to do and that always looks a little off. Uh, it or not always, but it sometimes looks a little off. But this is the first time I was like, come on, y'all, that this is this is just bad. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we get to a cool part, which is Landon emerging from this goo to turn into an enormous dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) you you done fucked up landon what are you doing this is the opposite of what you were trying to do you made mutant creation goo (laughs) if you're a mutant it it kills you Mm -hmm. if you're a human you become this gigantic flesh dinosaur like you you become um he looks like a little bit like one of like a giant version of um they're called centaurs in like the fallout like the 3d fallouts Mm mm-hmm um, these just like weird, like mutant monster creature things. Like he just turns into a monster. Yeah. He's uh, got, it's, it's really strange. It, he's got tentacles and like, he looks like a kind of a, like a flying lizard type thing. Like, I don't know, man. Like it kind of reminded me of, um, not, not quite. It doesn't have the personality of this, but Fing Fang Foom a little bit. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just, but his whole thing is that, um, he's attracted to energy and as he absorbs energy, he gets bigger and bigger. So he immediately yeah. uh, heads to the, the middle of the city to try to get onto the to the power grid. Uh, meanwhile, Wolverine insults Spider-Man and calls him a puny little geek. I just out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> like y'all have been fighting together for a while and you just said puny yeah. little geek like it was nothing. Good job. More, more people need to just call Spider-Man a straight up nerd. Like, listen, you fucking <laughs> dork. You know, <laughs> enough of this shit. That's right. That's um, that's right. I, I'm not here for it. Gary Gary wants everybody to bully Spider Man. I just want to put that down. Well, just Spider Man though, <laughs> not Peter Parker. No, I, not, I don't want you to bully. Actually, not Peter Parker, but Spider Man can can get bullied a little bit. Yeah, I mean he is dressed Again, up in he pajamas. Tons of, he tons of, tons, <laughs> he's got tons, he's dressed up in pajamas. You know, beautiful women are throwing themselves at him. He he has that that privilege. But he's all woe is me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, so he's, uh, uh, Langdon, the monster Langdon is heading toward the city, as we mentioned. Um, 
think there's all these spotlights on them. Like the city is reacting to this. It's not just like happening in an instance, like a MMO instance, you know, what you'd mm-hmm. expect. And they have to, uh, to head, head over there. So they come with this plan, like a science plan. Like if we can, uh, uh, oh, the, the X-Men show up first. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, they, the X-Men and, and, and rogue show up. They happen to be watching the nightly news to see this. Good job. X-Men for monitoring yeah, situations. Like literally <laughs> they see it on the news. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Ro comes over and there, there's a little bit of a scuffle before they, they eventually like, uh, like Rogue gets knocked away and Spider-Man catches her and there's some more flirtation. And then, um, eventually Spider-Man and Beast get together and, um, just figure out that they're going to have to, uh, use some sort of beam in order to like stop him from growing and also like attach him to the, the blackbird. And at one point as they're do they're implementing this plan, Spider-Man says that they need to tune the frequency to 87 micro ferrets. Which just makes me think that there's just little tiny rat monsters, and there's just 87 of them in a wheel just spinning their asses off, man. And I just, I am here for micro ferrets, like, just little, just little two inch like micro machines, but ferrets. You know what I'm saying? Little, little yeah, sentient spirit. The ferret day cage, man. Yeah. The ferret day cage. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's, how, that's, how, yeah, that's how you. That's how you hold them. Um. So, so it, you know, the X Men are on the scene, which is cool. Like we finally get to see them, kind of. Uh, team up they make that science plan uh, as we mentioned which is like if we give them too much energy and while this is happening there's some like you know kind of superhero action yeah you know a little just saving civilians they save the assistant um they need to uh they're like you know how can we get this energy oh wait there's storm you know so so that no, I may nope. I'm thinking I may think of her doing it. I'm sorry, yeah, I might have confused between this and the, the next episode. Yeah, that's that's in the Secret Wars thing. Apologies. This one, they just they just shoot a beam at him and like also a beam off the top of the Blackbird, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe they're like trying to draw energy away from him or something. Um, yeah, because yeah, they, uh, okay, I remember because they're like we need a magnetic frequency resonator and like the Blackbird has one of those. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah good I recall now. I mean, we don't we don't have like a police scanner, but we definitely have one of those. <laughs> yeah, we have one of those. Um. So yeah, yeah, you're 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 correct. It is all done through beams. They stay on brand with beams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They uh, rogue after after they activate this beam, rogue runs down and or flies down rather. Uh, running down would be a much weirder thing. Flies down <laughs> and ties a rope around the giant dinosaur, who is at this point the size like is King Kong size. He's literally climbing buildings. Yeah. Um, and he's he's climbing the the building. He's holding the assistant, which they, they haven't freed yet. I think I got out of order there a little bit. So uh, it's very much a King Kong kind of homage. Yeah, yeah, and they do free the assistant so, here. Like somebody and, hits him, hits the monster, and like she, she, the assistant gets it's, dropped. It's Gambit. And, it's a Gambit. Gambit actually. Oh yeah, Gambit does something. And, I forgot. There's an amazing scene. He's like he says something like you know Ace is wild, and he and he throws the cards. He catches her, and then on the security camera that Beast is watching in the Blackbird, they just walk around. He walks away with his arm around her, like they're just gonna go have a date. Yeah. T- um, <laughs> you want to go get some coffee after this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally looks like he just went into another series to start macking. Like <laughs> Gambit knows that danger make the pussy wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, but she of course she hates mutants as well. We'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um. So the, yeah, they're carrying they're they're carrying the monster. They tie a rope around it while they're hitting with the beam, but it's too heavy, and the blackbird's gonna fall. Yeah. Um. They're gonna crush Gambit and his new girlfriend on their date. But she puts her fingers to her temples and uses telekinesis to hold her up. She was the person who uh, helped with the ceiling collapsing before. Of course, she is a mutant because anyone who says they really hate mutants is actually a mutant. Similar like why every conservative senator who hates gay people is actually gay. Yep. Uh, so. 
she has closeted. The the plane lands safely. Uh, Landon lives safely, and he he starts turning back into a uh, into a human, but like only half human. So he's still like functionally half of a monster. Uh, luckily, Beast is on the scene with a with a blanket to wrap up this dude. Otherwise, we'd be seeing some some Langdon dick all around, which nobody wants to see that on yeah. a Saturday morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially if it's half like if it's oh if it's man like bisected oh yeah. man imagine having half a weird dick dude like that'd yeah. be the worst <laughs> just like even just having one having a whole weird dick would be bad enough but like doing half yeah because be really rough like get me from my good side you know like <laughs> just, <laughs> just sending dick pics from your right side <laughs> yeah just, just in profile I, like listen you're sending me a bunch of dick pics and that sucks and it's harassment but it has made me curious why do you only show one side <laughs> and then just like you must never know my secret <laughs> oh man i don't i do not like that uh yeah. wolverine then gives like a speech to spider-man basically saying like hey you need to remember that you know you have friends and that you can you know you we, you have friends that will help you all the time as long as you tell them about your problems which is like also just basically like subtweeting beast at this point which beast is like thank yeah. you my friend <laughs> thank you for subtweeting me in this way yeah. i appreciate it uh um and as they're leaving, they all decide to to be friends, including all the X-Men saying uh, one very happy thing or one really nice thing about Spider-Man, like a support group. <laughs> like, you know, Be- Beast is just like, you're true sugar. And, like, you know, Gambit pulls out a card. And he's like, you're an ace in the deck. You know, <laughs> like everybody says something that's on brand that's nice about Spider-Man. Cyclops looks at him and says, not Gene, <laughs> which is the <laughs> nicest thing that he can think you're of. You're not Gene in my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean just stands right there and she like looks over at him and that's it. Like, ah. um, the X-Men leave and, uh, Spider-Man having heard the speech from Wolverine about, uh, needing to lean on the support of his friends, gets smacked in the face with a newspaper <laughs> and, and sees this picture of, um, this chick. I don't know who she is. I don't, I don't remember her name at all, but it's some, some, you know, scientist. So he decides to go see her and, uh, talk to her about her mutation. And she has, only a few days left before she goes to Africa to, to research other mutations or something. I don't know. That's obviously setting it up for the rest of the series, which we're not going to cover. So we don't, we don't really care about it. That yeah. Much. Yep. The, the rest of the mutagenic nightmare. So yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, a, that's our little X-Men cameo. The next one that is considered a crossover that we're going to be covering next episode um, is really just storm. Yeah. So, and, and out of all the heroes they bring, they, uh, they give her the least to do. Yeah. She spends most of her time interfacing with a group of rebels that we don't actually meet. And, so. <laughs> and it's fun too, because she also, uh, uses the power of electricity to charge up things because yes, because as one point, Peter Parker says like, Oh yeah, you can control the elements like electricity. And I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> no shit. <no. laughs> Okay. Uh, um, I like, yeah, she, she's barely in it, but we're still going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, because I, I watched it and I was like, well, I thought this was going to be a little bit more in depth because, especially with Secret Wars, like I thought we might see some Colossus action in there since that was kind of pretty heavy in that original Secret Wars thing. But uh, no, no, we, it's pretty much a storm. And uh, but I liked it so much, I think we should just still like cover it just because Storm is there and it gives us a, oh yeah a good a good round season, like gives us good five episodes. Uh, I like these yeah. two quite a bit, Gary. Like we goofed on them a little bit, but some solid beast character development, uh, some really fun moments, like the mm-hmm. action kind of goofy and fun uh i don't like the music as much when they get into it but throughout this episode every time the x-men were fighting it was the x-men theme song which got me hyped so i was kind of into that yeah yeah which is very cool and it's it's a it's a tidy little story like i think that some of the um one of the ways uh the actual story story that is told is very cogent and like good by uh animated marvel standards 
the the actual individual action scenes were not as impressive to me mm-hmm. as the the x-men action scenes tend to be and that actually remains true even in the the other episodes we're going to cover you know like i think that this is maybe whoever their director was like their cartographer or not cinematographer was not as good as like action not as good as uh at that as the x-men guy is but um the actual plotting is good and the, the character work is all like pretty consistent you know there, there were less like just like banging my forehead like why the fuck is this person doing this moments you know everything made a lot more sense it felt like um and it's a like cute little story like like you said good character development for beast and for wolverine and the uh the cameos as much as they're all like kind of one note were still fun yeah i mean you imagine know, beast, you know, gambit was acting like gambit this was 18 minutes and we had the entire x-men team we had spider-man hobgoblin kingpin and like a another villain, like a monster of the week guy, right? Like a, just a normal, like a, like some weird geneticist dude that we don't really ever see again. Like that's a pretty hefty cast of characters for you know basically thirty six minutes of television that all work very well. Like everybody kind of got just a just enough time in the in the limelight to to work out. So I'm actually pretty impressed by the writing on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to covering more of it. I, I agree with that uh, completely. You know, and it's just, you know, it ends with a gigantic monster, like climbing up the, the side of a building in New York with a lady, you know, getting like getting hit with beams and stuff like it. It seems like it's going to be bigger and dumber mm-hmm. uh, than, than the X-Men is. And, and the X-Men got pretty big and dumb. But like this is, you know, it's when I say it's more in like the Marvel Playhouse, like that's kind of fun. That's more kind of classic big Marvel, you know, like Spider-Man was the first comic to kind of like take Marvel and, and scale it back and make it about relatable problems. Mm-hmm. Um, the X-Men did that a lot, you know, and part of it is because the, the central metaphor is so serious. Um, so Spider-Man is like one step closer to just silver age goofiness than the X-Men are. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm there for that goofiness. And that is huge in the secret wars, obviously, cause that's based on a very famous 80s storyline. That is one of the biggest and goofiest things that the comics has ever done. So, and you'll hear that, to getting into that in two weeks on our next episode. Um, until then, if you want to support the podcast, uh, the best way to do so is at duckfeed.tv slash Patreon, which I hope is a real URL now because I keep messing it up and saying it that way. Um, if not, <laughs> if it's not a real URL, if you're getting a 404 on that, just go to patreon.com slash DougFeedTV, uh, where you can pledge a couple of bucks a month and uh, directly support the network and get us let us do more new shows and more new, more, more new hashtag content for you. Uh, and... Yeah, iTunes reviews are always very helpful, and uh, telling your friends about the show. Like, if you know some X Men friends out there, uh, go tell them about the show, and they've got forty something episodes of X Men bullshit to get through. So, definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely, and we really do appreciate it. Ratings, reviews, all that stuff, everything you can do to support the show. The 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 reaction has been really positive, and it's great. Mm -hmm. We really do appreciate it, and we're looking forward to uh, you guys sticking with us as we move away from our out of our wheelhouse into a different thing that we will. Then make become our wheelhouse. Yes, yes. We, so uh, our wheel, you know, our wheelhouse contains multitude. Should my not... father's house contains many wheelhouses. <laughs> okay, so. we could not. You got there. I was... <laughs> is there is there is there a wheelhouse of leaves joke to be made somewhere in there? Is that is it... probably probably sure. like this wheel? This wheelhouse has many hallways. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They loop back on each other and. But you guys, oh, all that jazz. you guys aren't here for puns. You're here for podcasts. So uh, until next time, we will uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.